Hello, and welcome to the latest edition of Biff Bag Bam. Oh, try to put that on my teeth here next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tonight we're continuing our look at the Christopher Reeve era of Superman with the focus on Superman 2, the Donner Cut. Uh, tonight I'm joined as usual by our Jimmy Olsen, Josh. All right. And our Perry White, Paul. Hello. That's kind of appropriate because I did used to work for a newspaper, so... <laughs> <laughs> and I have got quite the passion for photography. I won't lie to you. I was going to say, you've still got a paper around, the... haven't you? Well, yeah, but I also can't get the milk woman to pose for my photographs, <laughs> so, you know. You all right? Yeah, all good. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Liverpool are 1-0 up, so, you know, up the red, man. <laughs> well, so, I'm just going to jump straight in and say that because I'd never actually, despite owning the Donner Cut for many years on DVD and now on Blu-ray, I never actually sat down and watched it till this. Till this. Yeah, I'd never uh, seen it either. That was actually literally the first note I'd written down. I'd never seen this. Yeah, I, I think I've and seen it, it twice before. Really interesting experience, and it, um, it is almost it is half a different movie, basically, isn't it? Once you yeah. sit down and watch yeah. it, it's a very different experience. Um, I'm gonna jump straight in. The first sort of things I noticed from it. There's a nice little flip at the start with the credits go back into the screen which is yeah. a very nice touch it's a complete reversal of the first film uh, and we get that that quite lengthy krypton reprise again i suppose for, for anybody at the back who forgotten what happened with the film the first time around <laughs> yeah uh, unlike us who watched them all within about three weeks yeah. of each other <laughs> but that was only... what i wrote on one of my notes i actually prefer the sequence at the beginning of the the richard lester cut where yeah. um like, it's basically, it's just a theme tune, but it's like little snippets of the last film. I just think it worked better, personally. And we see them trying to break in somewhere, don't we? In that yeah. Leicester cut. That's right, that we don't get in this. And it, you kind of see why they got this reprise in. And it, for me, it was one of the big surprises, because I wasn't aware of this then, the way that it leads into the explosion of the Phantom Zone triangle, mm. as I call it. Um, by tying in, it's clearly tied it in to be a two-part story of that change of the missile to explode the triangle. Yeah. And that was a real surprise to me, the fact that we completely lose Paris entirely. Yeah, see, yeah. I like the Paris bit because... Absolutely, likewise. It's, I mean, to be honest, the thing that re I really like is the way he legs it out of the Daily Planet and then legs it up the alleyway. But that woman who's walking behind him just looks up the alleyway and goes, you alright? <laughs> I love that bit. And, I mean, the visual effects, I mean, they are 80s effects, let's be honest, but it's, I, th I think they hold up today where he's running and he changes and yeah. off. The only, I thing I picked, the only thing I picked up from that, that rehash of the, the opening to the first one was that the miniature really does look like a miniature in this one. Mm. Whereas previously, yeah. they'd actually done a pretty decent job with disguising the fact that it wasn't real, whereas this time, it looked like it was made of polystyrene. <laughs> there's snow in a can. There's a fella behind it with snow in a can. Yeah. And for me, I thought it's one of the first problems I have with this cut is it just felt a lot less dramatic than a whole sequence in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote down that it had a slightly different feel this time. Mm. Um, yeah, I wrote that basically... Than previously. If, if Donna would have been allowed to finish this cut... How different again it would have been, yeah. Yeah, it, it just would have been obviously a completely different film, but it would have been more of a comedic film than a dramatic film, which is more what a Superman film should be for me. Mm. Anyway. 
but but that's so that, that's the one that I know. He clearly, had, when he came on board, had designed them as two parts of a big story. Yeah, and that's because we'll come on to again towards the end of this probably the ending and how that ties back into this. So, uh, it was interesting. Again, we saw we see this played out again. The thing about Lois suspecting it's a really nice sequence where she draws the face on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it, it did feel a bit awkward that though that she she kind of twigged that quickly. Yeah, the film it was like, oh come on, at least give her a, an arrow or so to work it out. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, if you think about it, Superman Two is set about a week after the events of Superman One. Yeah. So mm. she and I think Superman One only takes place over about maybe two weeks. From yeah. when Clark gets into the planet to when he stops Luther. So mm. if you think about it, it took her three weeks to figure it out. So it's not that long, but if you, like us, or even the audience at the time, wait like two years for the second film to come out, you're like, is it really taking you that long to figure out it's a fella in glasses? Yeah. And it was interesting, because I think this is a bit of a Donna Pete sequence, isn't it? Is where she then, Lois takes the, the nosedive out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, really? What I've written down here was there's a gratuitous knicker shot when, when Clark is running through the room. Yeah, I, I thought, blimey, nice. they wouldn't get away with that now. I've got a note nice. that just says, yep, Margot definitely had something. <laughs> uh, I also noted in that scene that there's a, a nod to Batman as well. She starts oh, yeah. talking about knights. Yeah. And going elsewhere uh, to find one. Mm. Yeah. And I thought, See, oh, that's, I, I, that's I, clever. That was building up to the fact that they yeah. were already talking about it at that point. Yeah. See, I, I liked how, just like from the comic standpoint, in the early comics when they would get Lois to figure it out, or, she, well, she wouldn't actually figure it out, she'd be told. There's an, there's an iconic Superman cover where he's got the shirt ripped open and the S is underneath, but he's got the glasses holding them in front of himself going, look, I'm Clark, and she's going, don't be daft. Like, I prefer that Lois figures it out herself because she's supposed to be this strong woman, like, female character. And why wouldn't she figure it out herself rather than yeah. he just walks in and goes... Yeah, I, I've got no problem with her her finding out. It just did seem to be really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, well, again, we'll come on to something else that ties into in a second. Uh, of course, then we see it, the next bit kind of plays out the same, really, with NASA... And yeah. um, the prison sequences, doesn't it? I'll just scribble yeah. down it. <laughs> I just put Sarah Douglas has kind of got this dominatrix hot look to her in that film. She really, she's one of these actresses in a lot of her roles. You wouldn't kind of look twice. So she's just a really good actress. But what they did with her in that film was just absolutely phenomenal. Blind, Question is, sure. Tony, did you have a box of tissues on the side while you were watching Sarah Douglas? <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment on that. <laughs> uh, He's pleading. And then I've noticed down here for, for the sequence in, in the prison, just poor Otis, he gets really shafted in this film. <laughs> and, and what is Miss Tessmacher still doing with the bloke who tried to kill her mum? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. what is wrong with the woman? I, I, do you know what? The, the first couple of things I wrote about about that those those scenes was, first of all, I wrote Baldy is back. Because <laughs> um, I thought, oh, God, here we go again. But then he feels more suited in this film. Yeah. He fits yeah, better as a support than he did in the character, first yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. And I also wrote, Houston, we have a problem. 
Do you, I, yeah. I, the only thing I picked up on that bit was um, the fact that the guy who's on the comms to the, the, the people on the moon is Scott Tracy from Thunderbirds. <laughs> yeah, my, Shane, Shane Rimmer, is my isn't childhood. it? Yeah, yeah. Shane like, Rimmer, yeah. I, I watched that and I was like, it's Scott Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as we follow on from there, of course, we end up with Lex going north and using some wonderful sat nav. Yeah. Yeah. Him to find the solitude fortress. But I scribbled down, how come Superman doesn't have a security door on that place? On fort, yeah. And if you can just walk in. Yeah. They, could, they couldn't build the big door with the key from the comics. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if you guys watch Family Guy. There's a great one there with um, Consuela. He actually answers the door at the no, Fortress of Solitude. No, no. <laughs> because uh, Mr. Superman, no. Joe's doing a mission person and he knocked for some reason on that. And she said, Mr. Superman, no, here. Like, get her on the uh, job. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that basically I don't like how, even though I, I love Lex's role in this film a little bit more than the first, I don't like how it makes him into a comedic character rather than the absolute sociopath that he's supposed and, to be. And that's what I wrote wrote next was more unneeded Lex comedy. Yeah. Yeah. See, what yeah. what annoyed me was the constant toilet jokes and the need like for other characters to go and have a piss or a shite yeah. or whatever. Like Mr. Mm. Tessmacher says, um, oh no, this place hasn't got everything. What do you mean? And she just looks at him and he goes, well, why didn't you go before we left? Mm. And then even Otis does it as well. <laughs> Yeah, even Otis does it as well. And he said, did, did you, like, she's up in the air balloon, I think, and she's, like, going, psst, psst, like, yeah. hissing at them. And he goes, did you hear that psst? And he said, no, I haven't gone psst for ages. I really need it, though. And I'm like, is there any need, like, just yeah, get on Yeah, very, very it. strange tone, isn't it? Yeah. There, there's that nice sequence there when they're in there, though, when we see that rogues gallery of, of the three of them played yeah. out. I thought that's a very nice touch, a nice bit yeah. of effects. Uh, at this point, I wrote, I had a couple of notes about Jor-El again. Oh, yeah. Um, to start with, it's a much better version of Jor-El. It's the full body yes. walking yeah. around. Then he reverts straight back to the floating head again mm. within <laughs> seconds. Um, and then I, I wrote a bit further down, there's just absolutely no continuity about how Jor-El is portrayed. In yes. the oh, no, I've got to note myself that we're not sure. Is he, is he live or isn't he? Because... <laughs> I mean, at some point in the film, we see him talking to Lois, effectively, and we see him yeah. talking mm. to Carl. Yeah, see, I, I wrote that the fortress scene in the Leicester Court, not this one, actually does explain how the Phantom Zone can be broken open, whereas this one just goes, yeah, it can happen. Mm. He can get out. Yeah. She's just like, but I would actually have liked a scene that explains how Lex knows that the three have escaped. Because yeah. he literally the next time you see him after the fortress scene, he just walks into the White House. Mm, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So we then move on to, of course, the second big omission or change to the script mm -hmm. or in this version is how shrunk the um, Niagara Falls section is. Yeah. Yeah. And again, one of my favourite sequences is missing from this version, which is when Lois tries to test Clark yeah. by jumping in the river. And see, the I sat there bemused for a minute. I'm like, wow. They were yeah, see, the thing is, I was thinking to myself, and this is part of my overall impression of this film, is it's an hour and a half-ish, something like that. But I think it could have actually benefited from a lot of the stuff that Richard Lester put in that would not have been in the Donnacut. If you'd have put 
the majority of the two together, yeah. it would have made a better film by far. Well, yeah. Because what we get is that, of course, they, they put in that screen test footage of Clark and Lois in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she uses the gun. And whether it's screen test or, or not, the old scene, I think, is considerably weaker than the stuff with the fireplace in the Lester cut. It's yeah. far more yeah. effective in that version. Yeah, I made quite a few notes on that. Just on. his random, random glasses change. Yeah, and the, the and the hair. Yeah, he had longer hair in the yeah. in the screen test mm-hmm. quite clearly. Uh, the continuity is bad. Um, you you can tell it shouldn't be there. Um, though I did say he is so stoic as Superman in that scene. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it is Superman in a nutshell. That if yeah. you just yeah. showed someone the best bits of that scene, they would go, "Well, there's there's Superman." Yeah, yeah. Um. But I also noted at that point that the the bellboy in the in the hotel that was moving yeah. their bags for them is actually the doctor from the Wolfman remake. Oh right, <laughs> from about ten years ago. Yeah, I was oh, like, I know that guy. Why do I know him? And I had to look him up, and I was like, oh, it's the <coughs> doctor from Wolfman. <laughs> um, I did say that the Niagara Falls save looked beautiful. They still did a good job. The, the effects yeah. on that yeah. that mm. scene were still really good. But yeah, yeah as you like say, it's cut down. a bit of child abuse in there as well. Yeah. All the parents of that kid. Wait, he's I, just bollocks. I honestly don't think of... Richard Donner was abused as a child and he's trying to tell us through the medium of his films. Because <laughs> that kid's so short shrift, doesn't she, at the end of that sequence? That is funny. Man. <laughs> Seriously, oh, bless him. Oh. Uh, yeah, so then we get another sort of jump forward. We see a little bit of, of our trio of villains um, trying out their powers. And we also... Then get the Bond Sheriff, as I've written down. That was my notes. I wanted to... Oh, I wanted to say that. <laughs> that son of a bitch, give me an order. <laughs> wait, I was waiting for him to spit, honest to God. Oh, he's such a great cameo in this as well. Isn't it? It's basically just the same character. Yeah. It's, Culpepper, is it? Or something like his, his Bond character? Something. He's just... That, oh, that man needed an Oscar. Don't care what for. Just give him one. And um, the other thing I've noted down here as well in, in that we then see the sequence in the in the small town, and Non has suddenly mastered his fire ray, his, yeah. his heat vision. Yeah, hang on a minute. See yeah. the th- the thing I noted about that scene is when the army come around the corner of the saloon and the the fire the flamethrower at um, Zod and he blows it into the into the saloon. The effects on that were brilliant. They were better in the the Richard Lester cut. They they were just cleaner, and it actually looked like he was going with his with the fire. Yeah, practically the only thing I wrote for that. Yeah, I got I, I wrote down a couple of notes as you mentioned when they're testing their their flying powers and things like that. The shots from behind them where you don't see them, it feels like a Disney attraction. Mm. Like you're literally mm. sitting there with a screen in front of you and you're flying and something. Yeah. Uh, but then I also wrote that Zod and Gang aren't anywhere as annoying as Lex and Co. from the previous no, film. No. And they're no. not. They're, they're not overused, I don't feel. They're better. They are better villains overall and how they're used. Yeah. Far better. Yeah. I've got a little note here on, on Terrence Stamp. I'll get to it in a minute. Which oh, I've got a note about Terrence Stamp as well. <laughs> yeah, well you may have the same one, I suspect. Uh, there's one... And then we sort of move on then from the moving on to the small town as we move across. The, and... The distraction element is different, isn't it? It's the brief scene of that spire. I can't remember what the spot the, the monument Washington is called. Monument. Washington yeah. Monument. 
Because it's yeah. Mike Rushmore, isn't it, in the Leicester Cup? Yes. Yeah, there's... And they, they put their three faces and blow one up. If yeah. Oh, uh, Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually I think had the a Rushmore note. version is better. I had a note about that that said that it could have been a bit more work done on, on the needle because it just it falls apart like polystyrene yeah. again. It's literally yeah. like they just got a chainsaw, went through it and held it up with a bit of sticky tape yeah. and someone blew it. Yeah. It doesn't look brilliant, but I like the idea that it, it's it's a better idea than the Mount Rushmore thing because it's lit, it's reminds me of the whole thing in Superman 4 when he b- rebuilds the wall of China with his eyeballs. Yeah, like that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> so then we basically get to a point now where the effectively the two villain plots merge at this point, don't we? Because this is where the mm-hmm. Lex turns them. Are you any thoughts on that little sequence there where we see Lex in the White House? My notes was literally rocket launchers in the White House. I was like, <laughs> that's never going to happen, is it? There's no way it's there's a, rocket launchers. It's a great fight sequence, though. They all yeah. squeeze that small space, and it's it's, yeah. it's a lot better fleshed out the fight sequence. Yeah. But it's it's like I said before, the whole thing with Lex, I'd rather know how he gets from the North Pole to DC so quickly and yeah. knows that they've escaped. I just want a little something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, this is where my, I put this note by Tanchstan, which you guys might agree with, is how we... <laughs> we certainly... We, we, we get this sort of very clipped English kind of voice from Terence Stamp, and then it's almost... Cool, come to me, Superman. Cool, blimey. His, his accent shifts. No, I, I've got another note from later on about Terrence Stamp. And it just it just takes me out for a little second because he's obviously, in getting the lines out, his accent sort of slips into more of his probably yeah. a, a more natural accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a... Now, well, so we skipped on from there. Uh, then we on to the back to Clark and back to the Fortress of Solid to try and sort out his mess. Yeah, uh, I put in here. It, it's in half handy having a a solitude memory stick back up in it. <laughs> I'd had a couple of notes on the uh, on when he first gives up the powers. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah, and I wrote. Oh, yeah, carry on. I wrote that Cal is a bit of a cock now. Yeah, he, yeah, he just uh, completely yeah, goes sort of against that. everything that you yeah. expect from Superman. Um, a sign of things to come. Because he is a little bit more like that at the end of the film as well. Mm. Yeah. And then I wrote, was was Prince Eric from Little Mermaid based on Cal at this point? Because <laughs> he looks just like him. White exactly, suit, yeah. white suit, the co- combed over hair with a little <laughs> curl. And I was like, he looks Please. like Prince Eric. Mm. Uh, and then I wrote, also not a good start to being human. Um, mm. Getting. The shit kicked out of him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I wrote, oh dear, Cal. And then I said, that blood, what on earth did they make it from? Because oh, it was, it was like yeah. jelly. It was, it was so hopefully that, Let's yeah, that makeup sequence. It yeah. was shit yeah. ketchup. No, see, I wrote um, that I actually prefer the dialogue from the, the sort of redone scene where he ends up giving us his, his powers, but I would have preferred that he was still talking to his mother rather than his dad, only mm. because it came across in the film that, like, in the Donnacut anyway, that he gives up the powers just out of pure rebellion of Jurel. whereas yeah. with Lara, <clears throat> it feels more wholesome, and he's like, look, I love this woman, I am willing to do this for this woman and live a normal life with this woman. Mm. Um, and I, I, I prefer the scene overall 
than the th- theatrical release. If and I'm gonna be saying this a lot about this film, but if they just tweak a couple of elements from the Leicester cut into this, it'd be f- even better. In my humble yeah. little opinion. Yeah. 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 So then I we stuck off my uni degree and become an editor. <laughs> So now we're starting to ramp it up a little bit now towards them sort of coming together back in, in Metropolis. Uh, Superman uh, turns up at the window of the planet. As a, a little line here that Lex throws out, which he sort of understands about Superman, thank God. And you yeah. get from that moment where that, that was always part of his aim was that he thought that once they turned up and he realised how bad they're going to be. Yeah. Shit, I've like made a serious error judgment. Yeah, plans. I need a backup. Yeah. Because, you yeah. know, if he'd have gone to Australia and been governor, he would have been looking at a way to defeat those three anyway, because he don't like the aliens. No, no. no. I mean, so I see, I wrote the only thing that I would change about that scene is in the Leicester Cup, where you actually see him fly, stop himself and land on the flagpole outside the window. Mm. If they'd have stuck that in, it'd just be a little bit better, a bit more heroic, the triumphant return of Superman. Yeah. And yeah. Whereas... In the Donner cut, he literally, they're just chatting. Next minute, he goes, Hey, I'm here, you know, something. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. had a couple of notes about about that entire scene. So I noted that Perry was a bit more toned down in this. He wasn't as harsh yeah. as he was in the first one. Um, the first they one, definitely, yeah. definitely made a better effort with that. I also noticed um, when they come in and he's destroying the planet, mm. when he walks in and he starts smashing, he nearly falls over. Yeah, as yes. he does it, as he tries to push like the door away, he kind of stumbles and catches himself. Um, and then, then I kind of moved on to the the fight scene. And for me, I don't feel there's any difference between this fight scene with Zod than there is no. in the Man of Steel one. Finally, a favourite, Daniel. For me, it's better than the one in Man is in the. Yeah, the it's, it is better. But the reason I would say it's better is because Snyder basically thinks that building materials are made made of paper Um, yeah but the big problem for everybody that they complained about was that superman was going around without a care and smashing things up yeah and he did it in this yeah well the thing is he did it in this but the thing is if he'd have been punched into the side of a building he'd be like that against the building but there'd just be big crack marks all behind him where he's dented the wall when he's not gone through the full-on building i preferred that version of a fight scene, a superhero fight scene, especially a Superman one, to one where basically if he goes through the sixth floor of a building, that building is coming down. Yeah. Yeah. I also, also noticed that there was a mother care in Metropolis. <laughs> I got that down as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when's there been a mother okay. care in Metropolis? <laughs> That's brilliant. I spotted that as well. That is just genius. There's one little tiny scene in this fight scene that I think was needed in the Richard Lester cut. When they throw the bus and Cal gets shoved into the truck of Siggy's um, and like all the the citizens are saying, oh my God, he's dead, he's dead, let's go and get them. The bit where you see there's like a bar across someone's chest and he pushes it down and then the S slowly comes up. That was needed because in the Lester cut, he literally just appears on top of the bus. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, right, so you're all right then. So, what, what was the point waiting out there? Yeah. But otherwise, I love it. The other thing I noted down here is just how dumb are the people in Metropolis? They thought they could take on those three people. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. literally blew oh, them let's away. Get them. 
they yeah. killed Superman. Let's get him. <laughs> I, I I love the bit where they are blowing all the. Um, that sounds wrong. Where they are <laughs> using their blowing like, Superman. Powers of wind. Especially as it's now. <laughs> nice to uh, blow all the citizens back away from them. And there's a fella on a pair of rollerblades just goes flying. Yes. Every time I see that, I may <laughs> cry laughing. This goes to you. Yeah. It's brilliant. I did say it. At this point, the suit looked better. And I don't know whether they'd done something to it. Uh, it, mm. it looked brighter and it looked like it was a more solid material. It didn't look they, like that spandex yeah, from the first one. It did one. actually use a different colour blue. Um, it's only because when they were doing the flying sequences, the suits would blend into the blue screen. Yeah. So they had to do a different one. But oh, it was yeah. literally the slightest difference in blue so that yeah. the audience wouldn't really see it unless you properly pay attention. Like we obviously have. I also thought the sets looked great at that point as well. They'd done a really good job of building those sets. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I did note that the sound quality drops. And I wonder whether there were some scenes that weren't in the original cut that they added that the, the yeah. sound wasn't as good. Um, well, he says in the intro video at the start that, that there are one or two of the scenes are a little bit iffy and it's yeah, it's, yeah. And, you, and, and you can also note at times there's a change in Christopher Reeve that he doesn't look quite as big during mm. these fight mm. scenes that I don't yeah. know when they were done. Because um, the other thing, of course, we should mention is some of the inserts were done in 2006. Yeah. yeah, for the actual yeah. release, like the, there's a bit later on with the typewriter scene. And well, the, the one scene that springs to mind, you're saying about like <laughs> it just looks a bit stupid or shoddy or whatever, is when the when Zod and cohort break out of the Phantom Zone. I don't particularly think that looks good, even by 2006 standards. Neither version is great, but the other version. No, the, I think the theatrical feels more like a nod to the cartoon Superman when you watch it yeah. back. Yeah. 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 Uh, so there we go to the point now where Superman suddenly realizes that he can't win the fight there, unlike mm -hmm. his version with Henry Cavill should have done. Yeah. <laughs> and so he buggers off. <laughs> uh, and at this point, I've actually got a pun written down. I thought I'd need to get this in somewhere. And this is where Mr. Luther finds out that he's potentially expendable. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've got a couple of notes about. About Hackman at this point, I thought he looked yep. better with the wig in this one. Yeah, they had a better wig yeah. on him. Yeah, um, I also noted I can see from this scene why they picked Spacey to play him in Superman Returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a similar vibe in there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's it's it just reminds me like it's the facial features and everything to me, yeah. like the way he moves his mouth, the way he delivers the lines. That's what it does mm. to me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so then we get through a nice little protracted bit. I mean, a lot of that then plays out the same, doesn't it? Really, where we sort of we go to the fortress, yeah, yeah. getting the getting the getting the phone box that's not a phone box and lose your powers. And yeah, I I've got a couple of this is where my Terence Stamp comment. Comes oh yeah, in. his the show of strength. Give me strength. That's an absolute bloody whimper <laughs> when he does that. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, after all of this saying that you're a better villain than, than Lex, I'm like, and you go and finish off like this. Um, but yeah, then, then I wrote that Margot and Karen Allen are definitely my 70s crushes at this point. Um, I agree with that. Having met Karen and seen Margot up close, they were still, uh, Karen still is, 
beautiful yeah. even now. Yeah. And and Margot was up until the last time she she stopped yeah. doing cons. Um so that yeah, that's definitely yeah, she was actually stunning, Morgan. She's perfectly yeah. cast in it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I just wanted to add in there, there are a couple of things in, in that sequence in the fortress. Is it, it's really a bit of an anti-climax in the way they're defeated. Yeah. Would you think? But also, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought, where do they go? Do they end up going to the Earth's core or do they just end <laughs> up in the water somewhere? Well, I mean, the, the depowered Kryptonians, they'd probably have drowned, maybe. Probably, yeah, I suppose that's probably, yeah. Then, though, I've written down here, poor old Lex, because suddenly we cut to Lois and, and Superman outside, and he blows the place up, and we don't know whether Luther's still in there or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point... Fair, I did write down, where the fuck is Luther? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote at this point when he, when he drops her off back at her apartment again. Yeah. At this point. That her balcony looks like the front of a Frankie and Benes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <coughs> I was like, no, it's all, really... it's all red and white stripes. I'm like, with a little I'm, picket I'm fence outside. I'm able to see that now. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> one see. Oh, oh, and you know where Lex is, Paul? He's on his way to Milton Keynes at that he point. Is. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I wrote for the, the balcony scene that the extended balcony scene that we get in this version is just so much better because when you think about it, in the Leicester cut, it goes from him just throwing Zod and the rest into the depths of the fortress. It literally cuts to him leaving air on the balcony and she's crying and Unless you think about it, you go, why is she crying? Mm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Whereas, if you watch the extended version of that scene, she actually starts crying over the course of the scene, and it feels a lot more fleshed out. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. of course, that leads perfectly into the other major tweak in the film, mm. um, which, ironically, is something we've seen before. Yeah. As in, we get to see Superman turning the clock back again. Yeah, and I did a quick look before we started, and apparently that was always Donna's intention for the end of this film. Yeah, yeah. what the ending was supposed to be for the first film, I'm not sure. It but was basically he literally just chucked the two nukes into space. One destroyed the Phantom Zone, the other just right. Off. So again, tying into making it a two-part story. Yeah. yeah. Um. And apparently, yeah, this this was a. Uh, watching it now, having seen the first, it's very strange to suddenly see it pop up again in the different yeah. versions of the film. Yeah. I'll put, again? <laughs> yeah, see, that's another note I had written here. The turning back, it, it makes sense for certain things, but I prefer the end, well, not the ending, but the version where you see him carrying the flagpole mm. with, with the top of the White House and he yes. lands it. That is yes. so much, that is iconic Superman. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the turn and back of time works for, I don't know, maybe rebuilding the Washington Monument and a couple of other things that Zod and Co. had destroyed. But the, the memory wipe kiss would have actually worked in this version yeah. rather than turning the clock back. Yeah. I swear we, we are getting on a bit now. So the other thing I've just, finally thing I've just made now, tying into that rewind is, because we don't know how far back that goes, when we get back to the diner, Clark just comes off as a bit of a bloody bully. Yeah, yeah. and that's what I wrote. I said, again, yeah. this seems so out of character for him yeah. to just go and beat the snot out of someone as payback for someone yeah. that doesn't actually know. 
what he's supposed to have done. What, yeah. what he's done. Yeah, that's, um, that's the thing. It's still, it's still cute. The scene does not make sense. No, it, it's cute when he walks away knowing that he's proven a point and that he's yeah. Superman again. But it's completely out of yeah. See, that, that's, what, that's what I meant by it. the kiss works in certain bits. The turning back of the clock works in others. If he'd have kissed Lois and not turned back time, going back to that cafe works finally. Yeah. But yeah. then you sacrifice other things. So, right. Well, I suppose we also think about wrapping it up and put some scores out there. So using Craig's big super duper hundred, I would probably give this, just comparing it to the Leicester version, which I have to say I prefer overall, I would probably give this about 74. Yeah, pretty I'm pretty play. much in the same same area. <laughs> I, I've written, originally I wrote down 8 out of 10. And then I looked at it again today and I thought, do you know what? That's too high. Yeah, because yeah. I would give the, the Leicester version an 80, probably. So yeah, I, I said, is 80. So I said 75. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I, I went about 75, something like that. But my overall thought was just, I think the cut is actually fantastic. It just... It's worth seeing, certainly, yeah. It's definitely worth seeing. Yeah. But it just doesn't do brilliant in terms of narrative. It doesn't exactly flow. And I just no rewatch value. From seeing yeah. the theatrical cut. Yeah, my... my... Watch it again with the... My final yeah. comment was, while the villains are better, the story doesn't quite soar as much as the first one. No. 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 Yeah. I, so I would watch it again, maybe, with the commentary on. But yeah. after that, there's not a lot of rewatch value to this for me. I'd rather rewatch the less the, uh, the other version. The yeah. Theatrical cut, yeah. 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 Definitely. Right. Well, I think on that point, well, I'll pass over to Paul, who just wants to pimp our other podcast. Yeah, so the, earlier this week, myself and Tony launched our new podcast, and the winner is, um, where we're reviewing all the Oscar-winning best film uh, category for right back to to the beginning. We we're doing it by um, like draw. We're, <laughs> we're draw. Yeah, we're doing a random draw every month, and and this month the first one that it picked was uh, going my way with Ben Crosby from nineteen forty-five. That one's out there. You can find that everywhere now. That's on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you'd normally find it. Um, and we've got uh, Some Dog Millionaire to come at the end of the month. Um, so that'll be there at the end of the month. And then uh, our first one uh, for next month is The Godfather Part 2. Ooh, great film. So that's all out there. That's part of the After Dark Podcast Network as well. So go and listen to that if you, if you like listening to film reviews. And certainly old ones of films that you might not have seen before. Absolutely. Right, well, on that note, I will say thank you, gents, for your contribution thank you very tonight. Much, and Senor. I wish everybody out there a good night. Yep, thank good you night. very much, everyone. Stay safe, everyone. Cheers. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.